all men dream, but not equally. Those who dream by night in the dusty recesses of their minds wake in the day to find that it was vanity. But the dreamers of the day are dangerous men, for they may act their dream with open eyes. man so uh, another episode of dreamers of the day podcast today we have a good friend of mine in the space uh goes by ellis the ginge on twitter um but we met in december of last or we started talking december of last year i think or maybe november yeah. of last year something like that um and he's just been a font of positive energy in the space and he's probably the busiest dude that i know in the space going around helping out um the nerds helping out other different groups on discord the man is just super busy super positive um yeah so it's going to be a cool discussion today and uh if you're in nf in, in the nft space you probably already know who he is if you have a nerd you definitely know who he is because he's the first person to say good morning and hello and welcome everybody so uh ellis tell us tell us what's up man uh uh, you can plug your social media real quick and then we can get into the yeah so um you can find me over uh on twitter mainly uh Alistair Ginge. um i'm i'm in discord Alistair Ginge as well i'm not sure what my full digits are after but yeah i'm i'm Alice. i'm 22 years old i'm from england um i've been in been in the nft space since december um and i've been in in the wider crypto market since uh, the 2017 wall run um and yeah yep i'm enjoying it <laughs> yeah man yeah i gotta say because we met um with another cryptocurrency and then uh you were super excited about the nerds nuclear nerds and we're going to talk about them for a hot minute but um it, it was your enthusiasm for it was contagious and you're the one who got me into to web3 and from there you know i I've just been like going down the rabbit hole myself and trying to do more research and everything. And you took to it way, way faster than me. So uh, it, it was really cool to see you grow and develop from like one discord to, I don't even know how many you're in and you know about like all these different projects and stuff. So it, it's, it's really cool to see, you know, your progression and your growth and stuff. So um, what, what would you say like spurred that, desire to to jump into this space i'm not entirely sure what it is i mean i've loved crypto since i even heard of the concept you know i was only about 13 or 14 um when i first heard of bitcoin probably 2013 2014 uh did a little bit of research but uh you know i was i was pretty young back then so i, I didn't really you know get, get stuck into it so to say until i turned 18 and uh oh yeah i bought bought some bought verge currency which done very well that year you know it's the biggest gain in coin yeah. in 2017 I was, I was lucky but um yeah i i discovered the nft space in december um well that's when i discovered the space I, i'd heard about nfts for you know the last 12 months you know since since they've been over everyone's timelines and i was i was discouraged a lot from the space to start with i think i would have been nfts a lot sooner if i didn't you know read all of the the headlines about how dangerous the space was um but as soon as, as soon as you get in there you know you realize how early we are to things and uh you know you know like a lot of people that that were around when you know the first iterations of the internet came out that you know they're, they're very bullish on this space as well and they see it just you know like web3 you know it's uh it, it might sound like a wishy-washy term but you know when you when you when you think about the blockchain built on top of uh existing technologies you know even even like um uh concert tickets you know uh yeah. there's a there's a big problem with ticket scalpers and, and resellers and that's something that i don't even think has been really 
Uh, I, I'm not entirely sure. I haven't done a lot of research. I don't think that's even really been touched on in the space so much. But you know, like when when you, when you think of all these big Web two companies and how they can transition into Web three and and be more sustainable and have a, a deeper intimacy with their consumer base, I think you know, there's a lot of untapped potential, and uh, it just really excited me. And just the fun, you know, like there is obviously a massive gambling element to it, and you know, I, I love I love a little little time on the on the roulette table, but uh, <laughs> but you know, I just I, I love the space. I, I love it. You know, it's just like trading trading illiquid JPEGs, and uh, when you dumb it down like that, it's uh, you know, it doesn't really give all the credit to the space. But you know, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, it was a wild time to, to be alive, really. And you know, you, you see all of these like you see moonbirds today. You know, they've went up to uh, they're at about a nine and a half ten floor today and Ooh, it's wow. just a pfp yeah pfp project that came out of nowhere um made by a project called the the proof collective which is essentially just a group of investors and, and their access token has got a floor price of <laughs> i think last time i checked it was about 70 ETH. whoa <laughs> and that's just to gain access to their uh <laughs> to their ecosystem so you, you know you've got all of this speculative money just piling in you know and they, they've traded thirty three thousand ETH volume in in a day <laughs> which is just absurd that you know to give it context you know nuclear nerves like you know like we, we've we've traded four thousand three hundred ETH in in four months and you know they've come out and done 33k in in a day and nobody knows who they are <laughs> right you know apart from if you're inside that you know deeper circle but you know, but you you need you need this money coming into the market because you know you know it's it's gonna it's gonna funnel down in some way, and you you just gotta kind of hope it funnels into, you know, the the projects that make a lot of sense and the ones that innovate in the space. And yeah, I, I I'm just I'm just I feel really lucky to be a part of you know uh, a, a great team uh, in in the NFT uh, market. You know, um, especially especially when like nuclear nerds. Uh, just, yeah, just feel lucky to be a part of it. Um, if you don't mind, can you just share your, your journey a little bit? Like, like what, um, where did you start in, in terms of like this space? We kind of went over it a little bit at the beginning, bro, but where did you start to how you became this like shepherd for all these communities aside from jumping into them and, and like digging into the rabbit hole, what did you do? Maybe we can help other people understand like what it takes to be genuine and keep that. So if you want to express that a little bit and yeah, say so what I mean, it was. I mean, mainly, you know, it's just, it's just me talking in discourse, just, you know, having human, you know, human to human interactions with people, asking how people's days were not because I'm looking for something in return, but, you know, just because I genuinely care if somebody's having a great day. And, you know, you get to know these people within these Web3 ecosystems and these communities as soon as you get involved. You know, it's like it's it's the sort of hidden hidden um, element of of the space that people don't see until they're actually inside it, you know. Like, you can't see what's going on in the party inside a house, you know, whilst you're looking outside. Hmm. You know, you you can kind of see, you know, like people are dancing, people are drinking, but... You can't truly understand like how it feels to be in that ecosystem. You know, I, I just I don't know what it was with me. I just I kind of just became obsessed with it as soon as I got into the nerds Discord and um, shout out to metaphorical um, big friend of mine in this space. And you know, he owned a mutant ape, and I was like, oh my god, I'm talking to a mutant ape, you know, because I'd, yeah. I'd see mutant apes and board apes on the, on the, on YouTube, and it, one of my first interactions in nerd Discord was with Meta and. He started explaining to me, you know, like what this project could become, and you know, it just kind of blew my mind and just sort of the open, open endedness of it, you know. Like I, I wouldn't just talk. We wouldn't just talk about the project, you know. We would talk about, you know, what did you eat today, <laughs> like, you know, like. But we talk about MMA, like, you know, you just have like just everyday conversations you have with people, but you've got that deeper level of connection with them because you know, like you're sharing the same interest in in the nerds and and like if i could give advice to anyone just like genuinely just be a nice person you know you don't have to fake anything you know like this this space like people feel like they're always falling behind people feel like they need to get on top of each other and and with that you know comes a lot of people trying to stand on each other's heads and Mm -hmm. uh, you know just just by taking a step back and just being appreciative for being so early in the space and in finding your purpose in it you know like you won't find it necessarily straight away and you know everyone has their own talents you know not everyone's a, a 
crazy good coder you know not everyone's a crazy artist but you know we're all people we're, we've all got our own talents and, and being able to you know like show my own like talents or not talents like show my own sort of passions for, for life and you know be like for, for people to reciprocate theirs with me and you know just talking about our ambitions and dreams for life you know like it, it's it really just you know all of this has just came out of you know having those conversations is a starting point and and just connecting with people and you know i was lucky because i you know I, I i lost my job just before i got into the space so i had all hours in a day you know people like you ellis you never sleep and you know for, for a time i didn't sleep because i was just so engrossed in the space but yeah just honestly just going into the discourse learning about projects you know like there's so much to learn there's there's you know, anyone who who has like a, a like a, a view that they've understood all there is to know about this space they're they're, they're so misguided because there's innovations happening every day it's just about finding them you know and not all the time they'll like they won't always be highlighted by others so being able to find you know the intrinsic value in in certain elements of technology um in, in how you know they can benefit you it's, you know a lot of it's like intrinsic to, to certain people you know yeah it's about being genuine like he's like he said it's it's about having interest in people that should be a key takeaway so yeah Abs absolutely and and like i said uh you know you got me into the whole the whole space in general but particularly you got me into the nerds because of your enthusiasm and excitement and then going to that um as far as i know uh you've done the most like work with the nerds even though you're always looking at these other projects like you know you know about like the bird project that I had no idea about that has a crazy huge floor. And, and also, like you said, though, the, it'll probably end up trickling down, right? Because that could be like a, a venture capitalists, like introduction to things. And they, when people buy it and then, you know, trade it, not trade it, but sell it and start looking at more organic projects, maybe from like, you know, building from the ground floor, then, you know, they'll start looking at those other projects. So it's a, like you said, it's a big, huge ecosystem um, that it's only going to grow. And, and like you said, there's a ton of, uh, a ton of other uses, use cases for uh, NFT, you know, smart contract, like technology, because you could, you could do tickets, um, you could do, uh, not only like, you know, tickets to a movie, but like plane tickets, you could do a whole, you do a ton of stuff, uh, the concerts, like you said, get rid of the scalping problem. It would be very, uh, beneficial. Um, so what do you, what would you say since we mentioned the nerds, what would you say brought you to the nerds the most? What was the thing that drew you to them? Was it the community? Was it the art? so initially i was uh, <laughs> it's pretty random actually i was i was just re i was just going through the uh, uh the stats tab on on the uh, open just looking looking at the volume for, for the last day um uh, it wasn't until i came to the third or fourth maybe fifth page that i saw nuclear nerds on the uh on, on the screen i clicked on there and I, I don't know exactly what drew me to to clicking on the icon of the nerds i think you know i was just i was scrolling through but as soon as i clicked on the nerds and I saw the artwork uh, for a PFP project um, that, you know, the artwork's just so detailed. You, you, you have all of these, um, you know, post-apocalyptic characters that, that are so reminiscent of, uh, you know, games like Borderlands, Fallout, um, mm -hmm. mixed with that sort of Disney touch. And that was something that was so appealing to me. Obviously, Mad Max, you know, Mad Max yeah, <laughs> goes without right. saying, you know, there's a lot of traits that have been uh, inspired by, you know, scenes in Mad Max. Um, and I think the entire landscape of the nerds and, and thinking about it from from a story point of view um, in, in seeing, you know, just think, I was just thinking about what the different traits could be, you know, you know, how they could be implemented later down the line, knowing that it was a long-term project, uh, you know, discovering all of the, the cool things down the roadmap. Um, because you you know you, we've seen we've seen the mutant apes with the board apes you know you see a lot you see a lot of um a, a lot of uh, uh, you know added added characters onto original collections but uh, you know with nerds it's it, it's not it's not so implicit you don't know exactly what's coming but you know you can you can look at the the characters and just think about how they could be implemented in in, in different scenarios be it a game book uh yeah. you know like mechanics down the line um 
it, it just in seeing all of the, the details on the artwork, you know, like there's there's still Easter eggs I'm discovering looking at the characters every day, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> uh which which is just insane to me really yeah um, and, and i agree so with you when you uh met when i messaged you uh, on discord like i said november december one and two i forget now it doesn't matter i guess but um you were talking about the nerds and i looked at the art and i was like whoa this is like because i had seen you know um bored apes and, and mutant apes before just on the timeline and passing um, and I didn't really, you know, care for it too much, especially since the price was like astronomical and I didn't, uh, look into NFTs too much back then either. So you were so hype about this. And then I looked at the art and I was like, bro, this is fire. This is like, <laughs> this is lit. Like I, I was so impressed and shout out to, to Adam Archer, man, because that dude, his art is, is phenomenal. So big ups to Adam, like amazing. Uh, amazing artist, but it, it caught me immediately. And then, um, yeah, man, you showed me that and I bought two immediately. And then later on, I bought a third and I was going to get a fourth, but it got scooped up because, you know, it was they're They're hot. They're, they are. They're <laughs> dope. They're really dope. So, um, yeah, I, I was really impressed by the art. But um, more importantly, I, I was impressed by the community. I remember All I right. jumped into a space uh, that I think you were co-hosting the space and uh, I think Koi was there and I think Elric too. And just talking to those guys for, for a hot second, it was like, it was incredible. I felt like a real sense of community. It was um, legit them wanting people to just experience this community. It wasn't like a cash grab. It wasn't anything um like nefarious you know i didn't have any uh bad feelings about it so that's when i went and grabbed the two and ever since then I, i've been a, a proud nerd so uh yeah shout out to you man for for putting me on to them that that was dope hey well bro, bro it's nice you know we connect through you know virgin initially you know yeah <laughs> through crypto and then you know navigate the the web3 space together and uh you know you, you you nailed it with the community you know that that was one of the main things that really stuck to me when i when i got into the nerds discord the way i was treated you know it's like it's the entire experience because mm -hmm. obviously you've got the art you've got the token you've got the tokenomics behind the token uh and you've got all of the you, you know like the just just the everyday things about a project you know the discord the the twitter that just you know the the aura that the project gives off and for me that was you know nerds was really highlighted by the community within the nerds you know there was a lot of board apes a lot of you know blue chip investors but you know you look at the team behind nerds you know look at dc and hot shave you know they're working on things like share a coke campaign which you know single-handedly brought up coke sales uh in yeah, the u.s wow. in australia i believe uh i think uh dc I don't, I don't want to misspeak, but I think DC works on Absolute or might have been both, but, you know, they, they, they've worked in Hollywood for, for a very long time. So to see people with, you know, such a great track record transition over into this space um, was really refreshing and, and pretty remarkable to, to, to look at the characters and see, you know, the life in them because uh, obviously Adam, you know, he beautifully, um, you know, drew all of the nerd traits um, and a lot of the, a lot of the added details were, would I think would discuss between DC and Hot Shave, and they really created such a an expansive, you know, uh, like like um, <laughs> it, it really like created an expansive um, board, just you know, for people yeah. to build on top of. Uh, that, but you know, um, I'm losing losing the term. <laughs> what no, no, I know we. Yeah, I'm sure I know what you mean, and then everybody else that listens, I'm sure know what you mean too. And, it, you know, we've always. Sex. And I just loved how, you know, it was, it was such an organic, organic atmosphere in there. You know, nobody was talking about the floor price and in, in quite mm -hmm. well, they were talking about the floor price, but in the opposite sense in that, you know, people that were coming in saying, you know, do I FOMO in, you know, like, do I buy now? What's, you know, what's everyone saying? And people were like, you know, just chill, just, just, just have a vibe for the project to start with, um, you know, chill out in the discord, just hang with us, see what the project's all about and, and then see if it's something that, you know, you want to spend your money on because it's, it's so easy for people just about, yeah, you know, we're all DGens, we're all mooning, 
<laughs> in all these mm-hmm. projects, that's all aping. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, for a lot of people, you know, people can't afford to just lose money in the space. So, uh, sort of curating a, a more um, sensible and in um, uh, friendly, friendly atmosphere in the Discord. You know, people not feeling like they have to spend their last dime on a <laughs> on another yeah. NFT sweep the floor. You know, it's, it's absurd. Uh, a lot of these projects, you know, they'll they'll look for liquidity within their own communities until they're completely dry, and then the floor price will drop, and they'll be like, you know, what's happening? Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's like Simon. Simon always says as well. You know, the floor price is going to go up and down. Um, but you know, people that are here to tell a story, you know, they're not really going to care about you know the short-term floor price and you know we we want these sort of people that that have that longer term scope to, to come in join us on on this journey you know because it is a journey you know a lot of the a lot of the things in nerds roadmap you know there's, there's a lot of them are set in stone but then there's also things that aren't set in stone there's you know there's there's that the team are constantly taking inspiration from the community and all of the feedback we get from you know wasteland wednesdays which are weekly twitter spaces we run and um you know, like this this project is really for people that want to, you know, share their creativity in in a unique way. And you know, massive shout out to Chance and Mason for everything they've done with the website and the story engine. You know, it's all is all there. You know, all, all the plumbing's done, um, and we're we're ready to tell you know a great story now. And in the you know, the fact that the entire community can co-author a story together at the same time. Uh, it's something that you know hasn't been done before really um you know outside of web3 space and you know you look at something like star wars and in, in, you think of how expansive that universe is uh you know george lucas you know he spent but you know and, and everyone else involved in star wars they've they've had you know 40 plus years to to build the ip in that franchise and and to be able to build an ip from scratch in in the web three space, um, I think it's just opened so many doors in the future for, you know, n- not just big investors to come in, but also people to, to have that deeper sense of, um, identity to, to the project. You know, yeah. you, you aren't, you aren't just a consumer, you know, you're a creator too. And I, I, I think that, you know, every, everyone's a great, you know, not everyone's a great storyteller, not everyone's a great musician, but th- there's, there's a way in which everyone can, can, hone their creative skills and in being assets to the project and you know it's it's beautiful to see everyone flocking in and um you know wanting to be a part of the wasteland is uh it's, it's really heartwarming to be honest you know yeah. uh you're seeing all of this derivative work that people do and people just show their creativity in so many different ways i just yeah. love it i agree and um real real quick um before I get too far into any more questions, in case anyone doesn't know, uh, Nuclear Nerds uh, is an NFT project, obviously, because that's what you know the podcast is about. But I do have people on uh, that message me all the time that don't know too much about NFTs. But um, it's an NFT project. We mentioned earlier the art style, very Fallout, Mad Max uh, type uh, art, um, post-apocalyptic world. You were, you know. Uh, in a basement you're bunkered up or you're in a basement uh, nerd playing video games and then the you know end of the world happens and um as far as i know that's where the story is now i think they're they get they just put out the the rest of the roadmap right with the next part of the story so uh yeah there's a lot to build on and 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 like ellis has been saying there's a lot of uh creativity that's going on and, and it really empowers the the owner of the NFT to go out and create their own story, like you said. So uh, nuclear nerds, uh, check them out for sure. Um, on on Twitter, you can uh, join the Discord. Um, look at them on OpenSea uh, and, and join the communities because, like we've been saying, they really are genuine. Like you know, it, it's I I don't have enough experience to sniff out all the phonies. Uh, yet in this space but i will say that uh this this smells pretty good this smells like roses the the team they're they're really really good people and uh i suggest everyone listening if you don't have a nerd then you know go ahead and look at the community and see if it's something you want to be a part of yeah i Uh, I appreciate the kind words bro um and you know like the with with uh 
I've, I've a complete, I completely forgot what I was about to say. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. <laughs> you're good, bro. Uh, what was I about to say? Oh, yes. So your journey. So you started, uh, as far as I know, you started with the nerds, right? But then you kind of e- expanded, man. You you started like blowing up in this space. I remember um, in November, December, you had like a thousand followers or a few thousand followers. Now you're like 11,000, maybe more. Man, I, I am very impressed by, you know, your your work ethic and how much time you spend here and growing your following and trying to reach people. And I mean, this man is engaging with people, being genuine um, and like bringing them on and onboarding people into these communities and really being there to help. The dude is busy, like he's doing a whole lot. So uh, again, big shout out to you for for that. Uh, and, And with that, how do you find the time to like shepherd these communities and be in the discords and take care of that. And then you fight, you do MMA. So where, where's like the time coming from for all this stuff? Are you just busy all the time? Like, how's that going? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm always on my phone anyway, you know, like even, even <laughs> yeah. when I had a, even when I had a nine to five job, I was, I was constantly on my phone getting told off. So, you know, space <laughs> itself, uh, isn't so difficult um you know obviously there's a lot of different things i need to be doing in in the space and making sure like i'm, I'm not stagnating as a person and i keep growing and learning and you know i could you know there's a lot of things i, I need to work on my twitter you know i need to be more informative start creating more threads there's, there's so much more i could be doing um but yeah like you said i, I do mma as well um I, I love the synergy of you know not having to work a physical job and then you know being creative in the space and then having that physical outlet where i go and train um you know it's, it, it harmonizes really well and uh, i mean i'm my sleep's completely terrible at the moment uh i mean it's half 10 right now in the uk but you know i've only woke up for about four four hours now so wow. <laughs> i'm basically living on american time because yeah. you know this this entire space is kind of centralized in america <laughs> so whether you like it or not you kind of have to uh you know adapt or get left behind <laughs> yeah that's yeah. sleep's pretty rough yeah i could see how that'd be a problem but <laughs> man but yeah you're doing it bro and, and again hats off to you because um the the growth that i've seen not only uh in the space but just as a person in general it is insane so to preface what i mean by growth for for people who are listening is like uh he didn't grow ellis didn't grow out of his kindness or his genuine nature okay so he grew in the space as a presence right and he kept those good qualities and that's why people want him around in the space if you're trying to build a community, if you're trying to build a project or build anything in this space, if you don't have the qualities that Ellis has, you're not going to make it. Sorry. NGMI, bro. Like you're, you're dead in the water. And if you think you can, you can get by without those qualities, then you're, you're sadly mistaken. No community is going to want to stick around. Nobody's going to want to pay any harder and money for your project. Nobody uh, is going to want to support you. So um, yeah. Uh, like I like I tell some of the people I talk to, it's like, what would Ellis do? Like you just, you know, you have to be more you have to be more like that. Now, I, I feel like I feel like um, a lot of these old projects uh, and even some, especially some in the crypto space, not as much on the NFT side yet. It's getting there. But especially in the crypto space, they feel like they've made so much money or they're run by kind of like that that web two old money kind of mentality so it's like they think they can treat people however but that's not the case people are starting to catch on i think for the most part and they're starting to move elsewhere it's like you know if i have money why or or time even time is more valuable than money if i have time i'm not going to waste it with you i can build somewhere else and so um I, I appreciate, you know, your attitude. And I know a ton of people in the community do and tons of people um, shout out to major Tom. Cause he talks about you positively all the time. He sees what you're doing. I see what you're doing. A lot of the, the people in these other crypto communities, verge community, you know, see what you're doing and are really impressed by it. And so, yeah, big ups, man, big ups hey, to you. I, 
I really appreciate all those kind words, bro. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's weird just to to hear somebody else say nice things about you sometimes. Um, you know, I just try to be a nice person and 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 be, you know, like because we are everyone in the the Web three space right now, whether they like it or not, uh, could be considered a pioneer of the space. So. I think a lot of it's all about acting in good faith. Um, I mean, you've got Gary Vee, who's, who's always said, um, you know, a lot of people are going to get rich in this space uh, in the next year, coming, your coming years, but there's not going to be a lot of people who actually get wealthy because, you know, the blockchain doesn't lie. And, and there's, there's so many ways in which people get corrupted in this space by money and, and you know, all the clout that comes with it. And, um, so it's all about being ethical and, you know, retaining your own integrity in in you know displaying that in a transparent way to other people and you know just just about being you know i think boy like when it boils down to it, it's like being a nice person just you know treating other people as you wish to be treating and you know it's all okay in the, in the in the ball in the ball market you know everyone's nice to each other you know we're all gonna yeah. make it you know the wag me energy is very yeah. strong in the nft space <laughs> but as soon as you've got one day where there's there's a there's a there's a suck of volume people start questioning you know they're like mm-hmm. what, you know what am i doing with all these fucking JPEGs. Sorry, I don't mean. I don't know, I swear the podcast. No, you, you know what? <laughs> what am I doing with all these JPEGs? You know, <laughs> they're all yeah. just sat here in my wallet, and I can't tell you. you know, people just they go very, uh, you know, binary, one side or another. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, just trying to stay. You know, it's, it's easy to say building as well because it's such an ambiguous term. Like, what does building actually mean? But you know, it's, it's just being <laughs> in the space and in trying to provide value to other people and. It is, you know, about curating the space because, you know, whether you like it or not, we're, you know, we're, we're, the, we're the small fish really in a, in a, in a huge pond uh, and the pond's only going to get bigger, you know, and not a lot of people are going to get, you know, turn into bigger fish mm-hmm. uh, just because of all the money that's, that's going to be coming into it, into the space. Uh, you look at Meta, for example, oh, I don't God. know if you saw the article the other day, but, uh, you know, they announced that up to 47 and a half percent of <laughs> yeah of a sale uh of their meta assets going to be fees so imagine spending a hundred uh, selling something for a hundred ETH and just automatically losing 47 and a half ETH Oof. It, it's, it's just absolutely absurd you know like there's just so much like there's so many people just waiting to pounce on all the liquidity that comes into this market and i think being able to point people in the right directions and you know, showing people the hallmarks of what makes a good project, what makes a good community, and what you know makes good IP. I think you know it's vital information. You know, like they say, knowledge is power, and it, you know at this level, it it definitely is. Um, Quick, uh, Zuckerberg, th- that's not the way, bro. This is not this is not the way to platform anyone. Like, I I, I don't know. Maybe you'll you'll get some you know internal. Uh, business people or, or whatever to do something in your metaverse and try and make it look popping or whatever. Um, but you are not going to platform, you know, hundreds of thousands of people that, that jump into this space when you want to take, you know, almost half of their, their project away. You know what I mean? Like that's three more percent or no 2.5 more percent. And you know, you're, you're splitting it half and half. That's, that's not fair. These are creators and, and yeah, there's no way those, those kind of people are going to make it in this space. So Meta's, uh, yeah, I, I did read that and that was incredibly disappointing. Did you, saw the, <laughs> yeah. Do you see the Meta assets as well? How, how bad they actually look. They look uh, awful. Oh God. Horrific. Like the, the artwork's absolutely terrible. You know, there's, there's already better product you know, products <laughs> to central land in, in, um, uh, you know, the sandbox you look way better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was reading. Um, I, f- I think it was Elric. He put in the, in the chat. There's that OM thing that um is being talked about. So yeah, there's a ton of there's a ton of stuff in the works that will will be way better and and blow this old like way of thinking off. Like Web three. Uh, yeah, it's it's people say it's a buzzword, and you know it is what it is. But it's about community and ownership you know and connecting people if you have ownership over your ip um then other people are going to want to be a a part of your ip and they can buy and have a piece of you know the pie for themselves and then by you having you know uh 
a, a project that, that draws attention and other people are going to want to connect with you. And then you can share ideas and network communicate. And then you all have, you know, property, you have the rights to that property. It's not like you're just instantly giving away 50% like web two uh, mentality. So yeah, I, not going to make it on, on that whole meta thing, or at least I hope they don't. And they learn a very valuable lesson in the process. Like you're, you're a billionaire, dude. What do you need 50% of everything? Like that, whatever, that doesn't make sense. It's Speak complete monopolization of everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Quick uh, subject change. Speaking of billionaires. Okay. We have to, we have to mention them today. We have to mention Elon Musk. <laughs> I, I, like elon i will i'll say that i like elon i like the idea of space travel like the idea of space flight uh interplanetary civilization like I, all that stuff that's dope that's dope um his twitter buy i don't think is as dope i don't know if he's gonna have the time with spacex and you know tesla to to work with twitter but what are your thoughts on on mr musk and what he's trying to do i think he's just playing to the people you know he's, he's, he's like he, he tweeted <laughs> he tweeted a couple of days i was looking at his tweets now he tweeted i heart you you know i got 1.1 million like uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah I, I don't know with elon he he's a provocateur you know like it yeah. goes about saying you know he's much like a i see a much like a kanye west figure um and you know he's just he he just kind of shows like how fragile markets are at like a macro level like i think it, yeah like, that's true i mean i don't know a lot about you know finances and in, in in deeper you know like business terms but um i mean with twitter i think it's pretty funny because you know it's almost like a political move also um you know he called he called out one of the main shareholders of twitter um for their <laughs> less than perfect human rights uh record uh in terms of fr freedom of speech which is another entire discussion by itself but uh it's interesting to see you know the the questions he's asking when he's when he's come into this space and, and being so vocal um and you know we're gonna find out how much twitter is actually worth i guess <laughs> yeah yep yeah. I, I guess we'll see um, what the uh the shareholders say, because ultimately, you know, it's it's their responsibility. He did back them into a corner, which I give him props for. Like, if you got money, that's how you flex. <laughs> like, don't don't buy a Roly, you know, don't buy an AP. You you buy a corporation, you know, that's how you flex. And he's like, if you don't accept the offer, then, you know, I, I don't know if I can you know, carry on as a shareholder. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then their, their prices, their share price going to drop. And then all of a sudden people there, uh, the rest of the shareholders are going to be like, Oh, you're going to let us lose money. So, so they're in a, they're in a tricky spot because if they don't let them purchase, then they're going to open themselves up for all kinds of lawsuits because they're not looking out for the shareholders. So I, I mean, what's he going to, what's going to happen? I have no idea. I have no idea. So it, it's definitely entertaining to watch, man. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, I don't know how it's going to pan out, but you know, I think it kind. I think he's kind of you know questioning how much is is Twitter a business and and how much is it a, you know a tool for politics uh, by you know a lot of high up people. Um, hmm. I think that, you know that's the question being asked, and yeah, that's that's true, and. Um... Yeah, we'll see how it how it plays out. I, I am very curious about all this because I know the SEC already doesn't like him, you know, uh, <laughs> for whatever reason. You know, I, I guess he he didn't disclose some purchase or something, and then he kind of had to step down from from his position. Was it Tesla or SpaceX? One of the two. Um, right. So they're already kind of like on him, and I see they're kind of just looking at him for everything. So this is. Kind of like, yo, I got you guys. I'm about to make mad money off this purchase of this 9% of Twitter for one. And then for two, I'm going to offer to buy it for what was it like 30% more or something? I forgot how much it was more than the actual price, but it's a lot more than the price right now. So the shareholders win, uh, the board wins, everybody wins. Elon would make a, a ton more money. 
and SEC is probably losing their mind. Gary Ginzer's <laughs> losing more hair by the second. So it's just, it's hilarious to see. And I, I give him mad props on that. Well, what happens after he purchases it? I don't know. You know, if it goes through, I don't know. You know? I also think I heard something about him potentially breaking one of the SEC regulations of disclosing his per, his um, stake in Twitter. I think it, I was reading something over, I think it's something over like seven or it's either five or seven percent. It has to, you have to wait a certain amount of time before you disclose the move or something. Um, so I don't know how big of a regulation that is, you know, and if it's what he could just pay off. Um, you know, I'd, I'd have to look deep. I don't, I don't know anything about, it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like deep financial politics. But, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting just to see, you know, even just just from the outside, you know, how many how many eyes does he draw into, you know, the legal like side of things, you know, like how many people are waking up and seeing who controls the platforms because it's, it's, it's okay to be using Twitter. It's okay to be using all these social media platforms. Now we all use them, but um, you know, like who, who actually calls the shots and, and just Elon making that such a transparent thing. And I don't know, he, he's asking a lot of questions, um, which kind yeah. of hang on a lot of fundamental human rights. Well, it's what people assume to be human rights. Um, yeah. Yeah, and he's he's definitely got the attention of everybody on Twitter. So, I mean, it's working. You know, he yeah. he's not he's not dumb. You know, he's not a billionaire for no reason. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, he's definitely um, one. I, I mean, maybe there's more that, but I just haven't heard about anything recently. But he's definitely one of those billionaires that that kind of seems at least because i don't know the guy i don't follow him around or anything but he's one of those guys that seems like he's still pretty in touch with people you know with humans uh, on a normal non-billionaire level like he seems like he could potentially be a normal guy so that that's pretty endearing um he has some grand aspirations that's for sure but um he seems like he's one of the the few that could potentially still be a human and he blinks you know uh, he does blame. Yeah. So we can, we can probably confirm he's not an artificial intelligence. Yeah. And I think he'd have Zuckerberg any day in a fight. You know? <laughs> yeah. Even if Zuckerberg isn't, isn't fully uh, homo sapien. Yeah. <laughs> right. That dude's got some synthetic parts, but I think, you know, with, with Elon's brain and maybe some, uh, some tech from Tesla, he could probably, you know, deprogram uh, Zuckerberg. <laughs> But yeah, speaking of fights, speaking of fights, bro, um, who I don't watch MMA. Um, so I only, you know, catch like who won a fight or who's kind of big right now in the headlines. But for those who are listening, who who follow the sport, who would you say uh, are your like top five right now in the game? Oh, top five. I, I mean, I, I can't give them in any order because... I've I've a lot of people that you know like are we talking like all fighters? Yeah, all all fighters. All right. I mean Alexander Volkanovsky's gotta be up there. Um like he's just a complete savage. Like to see his transition from being like a, a rugby union player and being really sh- like he's really stocky. Um but to see him like, you know, do as well as he's done in, in the scene is pretty pretty insane to be honest. Like you know that entire side of the world, you know Adesanya, uh, tied to Ivasa, you know a lot of these people like Australia, New Zealand uh, areas, and that they're, they're really incredible fighters, um, especially um, at the gym. Uh, I've completely lost it off the top of my head right now, but um, you know, apart from that, there's there's a lot of great up and coming fighters. You know, obviously you've got Paddy Pimlet just broke out into the UFC. Um, you've got Ian Gary who's who's coming over, but you know. I'm I'm looking a lot, obviously, at my my buddy Christian Duncan, um, who two weeks ago won the uh, middleweight title in in um, Cage Warriors, which was pretty incredible. He's undefeated in the middleweight division. Wow, his his strike selection is is so creative. Like he's an incredible fighter, uh, an athlete, and he's a big inspiration in the gym. Um, you know, it was a huge day for our gym. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm coached by. Uh, uh, an ex UFC pioneer himself. He was the first uh, black British fighter in the UFC. Wow. Uh, Mark Weir. And uh, he, he also had the record for, well, 
I don't, I don't think it was a record at the time. It was one of the, one of the fastest knockouts in UFC history. Um, but just a lot of this, like points, like, people say it's point striking, but you know, like it, it's. It, I mean, our gym's called range. You know, it's all about hitting and not getting hit, which is such a simple concept. You know, <laughs> but, but when you're when you're in sort of the the war of the fight, you know, like yeah, discipline gets right? off easily. Sorry. That Tyson saying, right? He said everybody has a plan till they get hit. So yeah, yeah I'm sure right. it's it sounds simple, but I'm sure it's not. But yeah, continue. Go ahead. Yeah. So yeah, Christian, I, he's just he he just always sticks to his ground. You know, he's just he's but he's so calm and collective. It's like I say, he's just so so creative. These strikes, like wheel kicks, you know, <laughs> flying knees. Like I I literally messaged my friend the other day, Brendan. Uh, who who you know, like from the koi from the. Mm. Yeah, we were watching the fight together on Discord, and uh, I said, to, "I said, watch this, bro. Like the next round, he's gonna come with a flying knee." And he did it. <laughs> you know, he literally, he literally knocked the guy at the next round with a flying knee. Wow. Uh, he catches loads of people with it, but you know, with him, like, you can really see like the potential. If you know, like people used to compare him to John Jones from very early days, and you know, like until you get to to that level, you know, you can't really say it. But I mean. I can say it because I'm on the I'm kind of on the outside, you know. Even though I'm part of the same team, you know, I can I can just see the trajectory that he's on. You know, he's he's just he's so dedicated to the craft, and he you know he's always in the gym extra than anyone else. You know, he's always just working, and he's always picking up new techniques. You know, some days I'll go down a boxing gym, some days I'll go to the Muay Thai gym, and um, yeah, it's it's it's, it's amazing to see someone like that in the gym. Um, like I, I look up to him a lot, obviously, and uh, yeah, it's just just nice to have someone like that, you know, to to work off and and to help because you know, we all build each other up in the gym. You know, we had uh, we had two fighters fight tonight, and uh, our coach has just come out of surgery, I believe, for his hip, um, so he he couldn't corner and coach tonight. But we had some of the guys down from the gym. Uh, we had two separate coaching teams tonight. Uh, going out there, you know, cornering the fight, which is a really important, you know, element of the fight that a lot of people don't, you know, a lot of people take for granted. For those who don't know fight lingo, what is what's cornering? Oh, so your cornering is like, you know, two or three. I think it's it's up to three or four people that are in your corner during your fight. You know, they're getting you prepped when you when you're in the. Uh, you know the change rooms getting getting warmed up or the warm up room. Um, when you're getting ready before the fight, you know that they're, they're the ones you know, holding the pads for you. They're the ones, you know, getting you into that mindset of going out there and in in fighting your best fight and just getting you into that mindset. And um, you know, obviously they're the ones chatting the instructions when when you're you know in the chaos of it all and you can only sort of you know selectively hear whatever your coach tells you and everything else just kind of gets drowned out. Um. But yeah, it's, it's it's nice to see how the team you know rallies behind each other, and we, you know we've really got like a family unit in the gym. I'm cool. I, I love it. I really love it. I love being part of the you know it's like like family really. Um, you know I've obviously had a couple of setbacks recently. I've had you know heart problems. Uh, don't know exactly what caused it. Um, probably a lot of caffeine didn't help. <laughs> I just drank copious amounts of coffee. But you know I'm looking looking to get back in a cage as soon as possible. You know, I had a massive layoff since obviously, um, uh, since my first fight all the way back in November, 2019. And then we had the, the lockdown from COVID in February. So you now I've had, had two and a half years off and I'm, I'm ready to get back in the gym in, uh, well, not back in the gym, back in the actual cage. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm sure you're going to be incredible. Like, you know, you have that desire, you have a drive. So, and you, you, the way you're describing it, you know what I mean? You're making it fun. It doesn't sound like a job or work or anything like that. So yeah, as soon as, as soon as possible, I know you're going to be in there, you know, giving them the it business. A, it is a game as well. You know, at the end of the day, you know, like it is a fight, but it's also, you know, it's, it's also, it's also a strategic game. You know, a lot of people can view the sport as chess and just the entire journey of, you know, just waking up training like I mean, I haven't haven't been on the ball recently, to be honest, as much as I would have loved to. But just all the different elements that you need, especially in MMA, you know, like with boxing, I'm not. I'm, it's, it's a very very tough sport. Um, but there's so so many more facets to MMA in ways in which people can um, show off their abilities uh, over you know in like specialized areas. 
you know, some people will go off and spend five years wrestling. Some people will go off and spend five years doing Muay Thai or um, Judo. There's so many different disciplines and how they all harmonize together. You know, obviously we've seen, you know, anyone who's watched MMA recently will know that it's it's dominated a lot by Dagestani, Chechen, um, Russian fighters that, that have a high pedigree and basically their entire culture uh, heavily revolves around you know wrestling from from young age you know you see wow. see videos of Khabib wrestling with wrestling with a bear when he was like five years old wow <laughs> you know like it's insane but you know like they're completely they're completely dominating the game right now and everyone else is just playing catch up you know it's like how do we counter this now because you know this isn't like a new way of fighting but it's a it's a new it's a new like meta in a way you know it's like the mm. It's like if you're comparing it to crypto, you know, it's like the, te- the technology's been there for for a time, but you know, um, that was the worst analogy. I couldn't, I couldn't finish it. <laughs> no, you're good. I, so for those listening, like a, a meta is like a game within a game, right? So it's like you know, there's you're describing like a fight too. So it's like there's a fight that's happening, and obviously that's like the big the thing that's happening right but within that fight there's a strategy there's uh a, another layer to it and once like you've been in those situations i you know i haven't been in, inside a cage so you would know better how to describe it than me but once you're you're in the cage yes there's the fight the goal is to knock the person out or tap them out or get, win by points whatever but uh there's a way you can go about that um, you know, maybe you, you find a weakness and then you can exploit it. And that's, you know, part of the meta A mind game would be another part of the meta, but yeah, going along with what you said, that's exactly, exactly. Or how I would think it would be. I haven't stepped inside a cage, so I wouldn't know. Yeah. And it's like, it's, I, I love it, you know, cause at the end of the day, there's only 24 hours in it, <laughs> you know? So every day you've got to make sure the, what you're doing is optimized and your training is optimized and you've got to make sure you're, you're spending time on all the fundamentals and all of the possibilities that will happen in the cage because it's okay, you know, going out with your own game plan, but you've got to adapt mid fight, mm-hmm. you know, not like nothing's going to go your, your way all the time. So yeah, yeah that's true. You've got to pay yourself for, you know, any eventuality that, that might happen in the fight and just, just adapt to it. And, but yeah, the, the moment the rest wrestling is really dominating the sport. Um, because essentially, you know, if so if somebody's that dominant in wrestling, like that, you're not going to get them off you if if you don't have a good way to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. And you know, like like I said, these 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 Dagestani and Chechen fighters of you know these wrestlers they they've they've been wrestling since they were kids, and, and it's an integral part to their culture. So you, know, you can only imagine how you know how refined they are in in the art of wrestling. Yeah. So it's it's interesting to you know, to see how it develops and like, you know, how all of these other uh, fighters from, from different sort of, you know, martial arts, how, how they adapt to, to, you know, the challenges presented with, with the wrestling. So uh, in line with this, this train of thought, quick question, what is the most realistic uh, fight movie you've seen? It can be boxing. It could be, um like an actual mma film like it could be anything but what's the most realistic one that you've seen or what would you say is the most realistic one? Oh, that is a good one oh, definitely not john wick you know like <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, i'm not entirely sure i like warrior warrior is a great mma oh film. that dope dope movie yeah I I mean like I don't watch as many films as as I would like to really, but Warrior is a great film. And then from you know just from a narrative you know standpoint, Million Dollar Baby, mm-hmm. that's incredible. I can't remember the fight sequences from it so much. But yeah, yeah Warrior is great. Yeah, that that one's a good one. I, yeah, I remember. Uh, I think when did I watch that? Twenty eighteen, whatever. Um, something like that. But I was as blown away. As- it was the writing was really good um and then uh tom hardy right he's just such a boss in there he's such a boss it was so cool you've got the fighter too i i can't remember if i've watched that one i don't know i think i think i might have seen that it's got mark Wahlberg in. okay i i don't think that one i've seen i is that the one christian bale when he got real skinny 
for that, or is that something else? That might no, be that's something else. else. I've got that one scored. I know what you're on about. Forgot, okay. forgot that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I gotta now. I'll have to add another movie to my list. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man. This the reason uh, I named this podcast like Dreamers of the Day is that T. E. Lawrence quote, and you know um, what he says in there is, is so powerful um because he's talking about people and they dream with their eyes open you know they may act their dreams with open eyes and make that possible they will do it and that's the reason why i wanted to have you on here because i feel like you you embody that that quote you are not somebody who dreams with his eyes closed in the dusty recesses of your mind you go out and you make whatever you want to do a reality. And whether that be, you know, with your MMA career, uh, you can tell by how you talk about how you study people that, you know, you're just going to do whatever you want to do there. You're going to be amazing. And then in Web3, the way you've been moving about the communities, the way you've been helping people, being the first one to jump on uh projects and let us know in the different uh chats whether it be discord or the the twitter group we got um you're on it dude and from where you were in november of last year to here we are you know gonna be you know almost well almost at the you know seven month mark or so from from that time it's like bro the growth is like I've been saying is incredible. You're somebody that's been accomplishing your dreams for sure. And um, yeah, anything that you plan on doing in the future in this space, I know that's going to be, you know, possible for you. And, and I know 2022 is going to be absolutely life-changing for you. So I, I'm super glad to have you on here. Um, and I'll have to have you come back and, and co-host with me for, for another app um Definitely. and we'll have to yeah we'll have to really like get busy with this i i mean yeah you you've been killing it bro uh, i'm so happy like to call you my friend and have you know you have shown me you were my introduction to web3 so <laughs> i'm so glad it was you and not um like the Pixelmon, like dude or whatever. Like I'm so glad. <laughs> Not Kevin. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I, I'm just saying. You know what I mean? I'm so glad it was you. I'm so glad that you got me in this community. I'm so glad that you got me introduced to these dope people. Shout out to Rare um, on Twitter. He does like merch. He does really cool stuff. And and those guys, like all all the dudes that I met through you, have also been super amazing so much appreciated bro definitely i i can't put to words how much those those words mean to me bro i you know i really appreciate it and thanks for you know being a great friend and you know like i said like, i've always been a dreamer you know like not in a you know like in in necessarily a positive way all the time you know like i used to dream a lot in school i was i was disenfranchised a lot and you know finding this space is is reinvigorating my creativity and in ways which I, I, you know, I couldn't possibly imagine. And, you know, I'm so grateful, you know, for people like you, you know, believed in me. And, um, you know, the same, same with, you know, the team at Nuclear Nerds and, um, you know, like now being able to work in this space and, and not having to worry, you know, about you know, what I'm doing day to day, just be able to focus on, you know, this space and, in, in, you know, secondly, my training uh, for MMA is, it's, uh, is, is, is truly a blessing um and i still can't you know i can't really comprehend it or contextualize it in any ways really other than you know i'm just just love doing what i'm doing and um you know i'm, I'm just excited to see how the rest of this year will pan out you know i'm, I'm looking forward to coming over to america and hanging with you and yeah it, I, I can't wait to come over across the pond and just chill yeah. yo much love to ellis for coming on the podcast and, and taking some time to talk to us he really jumped into some topics that we're going to get into more on this show about how to jump in to be a part of these teams. What can you contribute? Um, like he said, a lot of people feel like they need to have some sort of skill in programming, things like that. And that's not the case. That is not the case at all. Web3 is for the people. So 
We're going to talk a little bit more about that, how to navigate the space in the future, how to look out for rugs, things like things like that. We're going to also have people uh, that are big in the Web3, the Film3 space and have more uh, interactions with them and have them talk about their projects as well. This podcast is called Dreamers of the Day. So anyone listening to this, I want you to know that your dream, uh, whether it be in this space or, or outside of it, is completely possible. And it's all up to you. You can do whatever you want to do as long as you're dreaming with your eyes open and actively trying to achieve your goals. So stay tuned for more Alpha and uh, tune in to more Dreamers of the Day podcasts. Peace. Oh, hi. Didn't see you there. Did you know Hypersphere Technologies has created a patented quantum immune technology for protecting your beautiful, beautiful NFT collection? With plans starting as low as $9.95 a month, you're able to future-proof your security by creating shadows of your digital goods, from NFTs to personal documents, so they're never lost, hacked, or stolen again. Read more about the technology and get your subscription at hyperspheretech.com. Never lost, always revived.